0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to the Dom Harvey Podcast, sponsored by Radix and Generate. Just before we go, I'd like to ask one huge favor. If you don't do so already, can you please subscribe to the podcast and rate it or give it a review if you like? That's it. It helps the podcast grow and it means you'll never miss an episode. Like this one, with Meddie Baker.
1: So never go, oh, you know, I made Ruby Tui. No fucking way did I ever make Ruby Tui. Lots of people made Ruby Tui, and Ruby Tui made Ruby Tui.
0: She credits you with teaching her the power of her mind.
1: I'll claim that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. I'll take
0: that one. <laughs> that's, that's enough about Ruby. It's, it's
1: amazing. Yeah, you know? piss off, Ruby.
0: <laughs> yeah, Meddie Baker. You may not know the name, but please, please, please do not let that put you off. You are about to be introduced to a hilarious, inspiring, infectious, and talented wahine who has one hell of a story. This, honestly, may be the most fun I've had with a podcast guest. I loved my time with Meri, and I know you will too. Meri has, by her own admission, done a lot of dumb shit, but who hasn't? But she's also done a lot of work to become the woman that she is today, and it is a privilege to share her story. So, who is Medi Baker? Medi is a former sports star. She won the World Cup with the Kiwi Ferns in 2003, scoring a try in the final, no less, and was an Aotearoa Sevens International. These days, she dabbles in TV commentary, and before that, she coached rugby all over the world and had such an impact on a young Ruby Tui that a whole chapter of Ruby's book was centred around her coaching style. Abrupt. That's the word that Ruby used to describe her. This is the Medi Baker story. Warts and all. Just before we tear into it, thanks to the absolute legends at Radix and Generate for sponsoring this episode, these are a couple of epic Kiwi-owned and operated companies doing great things in their respective fields. Radix is the baby of a previous podcast guest, a guy called Mike Rudling. He started this company with the very earnest goal of making you and I live longer and more quality lives by improving our diets. His episode, by the way, well worth checking out. The name again, Mike Rudling. Um, The products Mike and his team are making, high-performance athletes have been fans of them for years. Now regular folks like you and I can improve our own lives by using Radix products. The protein powder, incredible, and the freeze-dried, just-add-water meals, impossibly good. You really do need to try them for yourself. Check them out, radixnutrition.co.nz, Radix is spot R-A-D-I-X. Also thanks to the Generate KiwiSaver scheme. You know what, a lot of us fall asleep at the wheel when it comes to our retirement savings. You should make 2024 the year that you take control when it comes to your KiwiSaver. Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of chart-topping long-term performance. I just recently moved my KiwiSaver account to Generate after meeting with one of their intelligent, informed, and friendly advisors. The meeting was super helpful. I learned stuff about KiwiSaver that I'd never really considered before, and the bottom line is this. If I'd done it sooner, my KiwiSaver savings would probably be worth more than they are now. If you want to make sure you're making the most of your KiwiSaver account, chat to an advisor. Head to generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice A copy of their product disclosure statement can be found there too. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. That website again, generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash advice Okay, let's get into it. Mehdi Baker on the Dom Harvey podcast. Enjoy.
1: Oh, thanks, Dom.
0: <laughs> I, I, I think it's worth mentioning at the outset, um, you messaged, you weren't even on my radar, and you messaged me out of the blue and said, um, can I can I come on your podcast? Or words to that effect.
1: Yeah, well, basically, I want to have a look at your setup, Dom, so um, <laughs> I wanted to make sure that we're looking at to do something quite similar, but in a different sense, so we're going to talk about that afterwards. So I thought I'd come to the person who actually does podcasts so yeah, so we're looking at to do a Maori Pacifica one, and we're just trying to get funding for it. So I well, thought, why not talk to Dom, actually be on his podcast, and try and get some money at the same time. Yeah. Oh, no, I,
0: I um I I really appreciated the the courage, and since I've been
1: yeah, courage is
0: the word, confidence. I don't know, um, but since I've been doing this podcast, that's happened happened a bit where people have asked to come on. And the first couple of times that it happened, I thought. Oh, that person fucking rates themselves.
1: Yeah.
0: And then, and then, as I've gone on, I've realised um, the issue with that is me. That's like a tall poppy thing, and I was part of the problem. So now, when someone reaches out to me and says, "Can I come on your podcast?" I'm not always going to say yes. It's not always going to be a fit. Oh, it's but not I, fuck
1: here straight away. Hey, eh? it's not fuck here straight away. No, no. But, but
0: <laughs> I, 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 even if even if it's not a yes, I applaud people doing it. I think it's really cool. And um, yeah. I'm trying to change my mindset and the way I view the, the, those things. Because it's very un-Kiwi, isn't it, to put yourself forward like that?
1: Oh, I think it is, and that's why I like things like this. I think your podcast, what I've not, what I've liked about it is that it's a range of people. It's not just – it's not high-level, not always high-level people. It's people out of the blue that have got a really good story, and and then you, you're able to draw it out of them. So that was one of the things why I thought, you know what, this would be great to start off with, see what it looks like come on, have maybe have a look at my own story, um, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, you're going to have to fill in some blanks because I researched quite a bit and I reached out to some um, people in the community as you, and um, not a lot of information came back from my digging. Um, but I feel like if you're willing to put yourself forward to come on, then you're willing to tell the stories as well. So who is Mary Baker, uh, yeah, in a nutshell?
1: In a nutshell, so I was uh, born and bred down in the bottom of the earth, so basically on a farm that could see Stewart Island. So that's, uh, I guess, we were the only multi farmers in that area. So my, my parents owned a farm when I was really young, and then right up to I was about 16, we moved off that in a 10-acre block outside of Invercargill. Um, but yeah, so went to high school down there, played a lot of hockey, field hockey, Played for eight New Zealand age groups and then went to St Margaret's in Christchurch, which is a private school. Not a lot of Māoris. Yeah. <laughs>
0: to see, South Island, is no, no place for a Māori. Not, the, yeah, it's we getting better. 70s, 80s? Uh, 80s, yeah,
1: 80s. Yeah. yeah, 80s and 90s. So um, so <clears throat> very much just to my culture. Um, yeah, so ended up playing hockey there. We made some New Zealand sides and things like that. Got burnt out. Um, would be the word. So I was in a New Zealand Desso Academy, and basically I just couldn't do it anymore. And what I, what I wanted to talk about is like coming from a multi family right down the bottom of the earth is around about what happens in multi families, especially when alcohol is involved, mm. um, and then how how that translates into sport and what happens in sports teams and things like that. So we ended, I ended up basically. Stopping playing hockey when I got out of school, went to university at Canterbury University, stopped playing hockey altogether, Found started playing rugby. The culture in rugby is the one of the best cultures that you'll ever find. I've got best friends there and things like that. But on, on the flip side of that, there's also this drinking binge culture that I um, gravitated towards and so I had a great time. Lots and lots <laughs> of drinking. <laughs> on the field, and off the field. <laughs> yeah. On the flip side, there's lots and lots of drinking, right? Yeah. Um, so played played a lot of rugby. Played for Canterbury. Played um, sevens as well for Aotearoa Maldive for ten years. Then I went on to play rugby league. It was a Kiwi firm. We won a World Cup in two thousand and four. Played, uh, I guess, for did the first um, Queensland versus New South Wales. Played for Queensland. Um, then went overseas and played, coached overseas for 10 years, and then came back home. So since I've been home, um, sobriety, like, you know, I stopped drinking. Uh, it st- started happening a couple of years ago where I stopped drinking. Um, At what age? I started st- – Completely stopped was this year, but for the last three years, I've sort of, sort of like maybe had a drink or two or things like that, and haven't touched really any alcohol for Mm. for this whole year, sort of thing. And what that's done, and I tell you what, I think alcohol for one thing, sport is great. You've got your friends, right? When you stop playing sport, everyone's doing their own thing. But your alcohol, you still can drink and you can still go out with your mates and whatever. When you stop playing sport and you stop drinking, sobriety is actually fucking hard. Like dr- not drinking, it's not the fact that you can, it's the alcohol. You can stop drinking alcohol. That's the easy bit. It's actually all the emotional things that come with alcohol. It's like numbing and you don't get to feel it because you get to go out and drink with your mates and have a good time. Mm. Yeah, your dopamine fix. But once that stops, it, it's actually fucking hard. Mm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's, um, there is a lot to unpack. Um, so I, I appreciate that introduction. Yeah. Uh, it's like the, the condensed version of uh, the Murdy Baker story. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. We'll go to a recent time, then we'll go all the way back. So um, you sort of, I, I suppose your phone was popping off a couple of years ago when Ruby Toohey's book came out. Ruby oh, God. Toohey, probably the, the biggest thing in New Zealand women's <laughs> rugby at the moment. Yeah. Um, so in the the opening chapter of her book, um, you get a mention. And first of all, I want to know: like, did she give you heads up? Like, did she message you say, "Hey, Mitty, I'm going to talk about you in the book. Is this all good?" Or is it a complete surprise, and you just start getting texts from people saying, "Oh shit!"
1: Yeah, no, she she contacted me when I guess the the writer was writing the book and said, "Can you like sit down?" And have a discussion with this writer um, where I'm writing my biography, basically I was like, yeah, sweet ass, whatever, you know Like, <laughs> fuck you Whatever <laughs> Yeah, like, you don't know You know, you don't know what you don't know so, so she rang me up and then And we sort of talked about, like, you know what it was what Ruby was like and um, and we all know if you look at Ruby now you, you know that she 's one of the best she 's inspirational she 's an amazing rugby player, but she 's also an amazing human, mm. so those sorts of things came through about you know what sort of rugby player she was when she was back then, but then she was like asking digging deep about rugby history, and so I think you can Google it now on sevens or you get the Ul multi sevens, you can actually get that now. Man, a couple of years ago, you couldn't get that history. You mm. couldn't get anything like that. and So a lot of the history has been lost. But now it seems to be like little bits in here are coming back. So it paints a picture. But she actually painted a huge, that, that writer in Ruby's book, painted a picture of that history of rugby sevens. So it was great. So I think she did a great job.
0: Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, so, so you met Ruby when she was 18, yep. first year of uni and her first time playing rugby and sevens. Yeah, and and then she tells the story about. Um, well, she calls you famously abrupt.
1: Is that <laughs> so, fear? <laughs> I would say that I'm like honest. Like I think I think it's. I don't know if it's abrupt. I have over the years Like you know, that's when I coached Ruby. It was my first ever coaching gig, so I can imagine going from transitioning from just playing to being a coach, and I was. I'm abrasive. Like you know, I'm already abrasive as it is, so. Um, my personality transformed into coaching and I kind of was, was still in the player mentality, was like, well, fucking just run. Yeah. Like, just, like, <laughs> why why, why can't you get from there to there? Like, what is your problem? So it took me a long time in, in the coaching space to actually realise, oh, actually, you've got to break things down. You've actually got to coach the technique. You've actually got to mm. go through all this process. So Ruby got basically <laughs> a real fresh out-of-the-boat coach but also, it's, I'm still the same personality. I'll still tell her.
0: Yeah, well, she was a fresh out of the boat player as well. She was a fresh player, fresh coach.
1: Um, I still tell her that she's got the most ugliest pass in, in women's rugby.
0: <laughs> is she? Well, I, I'm not a rugby player. Oh, so it's I don't awful.
1: Why? Why is it awful? I have no idea.
0: It's been effective.
1: It's, well, it gets there. <laughs> yeah.
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot How does so being being an abrupt person? How does that work in twenty twenty three? Because it feels like it feels like these days, like the threshold for bullying is very, very low. Very low. Yeah. 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 yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Dom. I, I know that you've gone through this yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you've just got to make sure that you you tweak a little things.
0: Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: yeah. Um. Abru- you, have you have
0: you had to soften soften yeah.
1: your approach over the years? Oh of, of, yeah, absolutely. I think absolutely. That comes with
0: a bit, a bit with maturity as well.
1: There's a little bit of maturity. There's this big part of it is like knowing your players knowing who you can say, what are you up to, you know, really delivering the message. You know, there's certain players that will allow you to deliver it the way that it's blunt as, and they'll sift through it and go, yep, I get the message. But there's other players that actually need a little bit of a sugar coating on it. So you you just really got to understand the player that you're dealing with. Otherwise... You get, is it your bullying thing going mm. on, Dom? Yeah, because my,
0: my very first boss on radio was a guy called Steve Rowe, and he would drag me into his office. Uh, so I was 17, 18, 19 at the time, and he would just tear me a new one. He would destroy me, and I'd be red in the face, and I'd have veins popping out of the side of his neck and the side of his face. And you know what? I needed it. I needed it at yeah. the time, and I responded well to it, whereas I suppose that's the management style. With a lot of other people, they'd be trotting off to HR immediately.
1: Well this like I said if you look at some of the players and and it's great to see some coaches give some are inspirational some are growth some are development but there's some coaches just like hey here's the expectation if you want to be in this team you got to meet it and if you can't meet it catch you later so the high-performance space has actually changed. I think it's changing. It might not be quite there in New Zealand, but you look at Chelsea football, the you know the woman coach over there, she's just like, man, if you don't want to be in Chelsea, get the fuck out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like She's just like, you know, you're either a Chelsea player or you're not. <laughs> and I, I actually think what's going to happen is that once that high-performance programme starts moving really quickly and, and gets to where everyone is competing for like four to five different spots, you are going to get – Either you want to be here or you can keep on going. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a necessity, I think, with high-performance sport. So um, the, the story that Ruby tells in the opening chapter of her God book, shit. Um, do you want to <laughs> retell it from your version of events?
1: Well, I actually can't remember this conversation until I read it a few times. I had to think yeah. about it.
0: Hey, hey, by the way, by the way, just before you get into that, I'll just, um, I've will just i got a quote here from that chapter of Ruby's book. Well, you did do you um This year we are coached by Maddie Baker, famously abrupt, really honest, Never says anything for fluff. I'm really trying, but it seems nothing I do is good enough for Baker. <laughs> you must have been you must have been like so I don't know, stoked when you read that.
1: That's, I would be honest. You reckon that's honest? I, well, I was just like when I, when she when I read it, I was like, what the fuck, Ruby? <laughs> People are gonna think I'm crazy because there is something else in that book where I'm kicking water bottles, but um I didn't get to that. Like, yeah, good. Um and I'm just like, what, what? And she goes, Yeah, but Mitty, that's you know, this is a this is a story of some true honesty here, that you were really honest and I I you know, I valued that. And and to this day, if you ever ask Ruby about feedback, you can give it to her as as plain as what day as you want, and she'll take that feedback and go away. From
0: from from everyone or just people she Everybody, respects?
1: everybody. I coached her in PN Sevens um in the States Because she had a sabbatical And, I and you know, she – I was like, you know, how's it going? She goes, oh, you know, I fucked up a two-on-one. I go, yeah, you did fuck up a two-on-one. Simple. (laughs) It's so simple with her. You know what I mean? She, like, recognises it. We talk about it. Move on. And, and, like, she's easy to coach. Just like, yeah, you probably should have passed that. And she's like, no. I was like – (laughs) <laughs> like, you know and and you can have those and you can have that banter with her. So so she's a player that you can do that with. And um because she's so professional as well, she'll go away and think about things. She's really, really good and in depth in thinker and also you know, she'll give you the kitchen sink. She'll throw everything into anything. So she's a player you want on, on your team because she might not be the most skillful player in the world, but man, she just gives 120%, and those are the people that you want. You don't necessarily need all the flashy players in the world, but you need those, those players that will go past
0: 100%. Yeah, well, it sounds like she wasn't always like that, cause, so that's the story she tells in the book. Yeah. Um, loved rugby, but hated the fitness aspect of Terrible. it. Terrible. Yeah, so yeah. What's, what's your recollection of that story from your side?
1: So, so basically, we, we had a bunch of players. Um, Kenja was in that group, Amelia Marsh was in that group, Anika Tip Lady was in that group, Hailey Tip Lady. Like We had a bunch of black ferns in that group, plus some Kiwi ferns. Uh, Tisa Takahu was in that group. Um, and then we had a few American players. In that in that group, and all of them were like, "Look, man, the American players! I tell you what, are the fittiest motherfuckers in the world. <laughs> they lift, they run, man. They can do everything. They're robotic. They are just, they're just fit, right? And so they spend more time in the gym and running than on their skills. Where where that we were at that time, it's a bit different now. The other way around, where we would just be able to play 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 the ball, use our skills and things like that." So in Ruby's case, she was fighting against people that were really fit. Like, they were awesome. They're awesome players. And she was, uh, she says middle, but she was at the back. (laughs) (laughs) So
0: this is like doing some some sprints or laps of the field? Yeah,
1: basically some, I think they were like, I think they were Broncos or they were, <clears throat> like a three hundred meter run around there, and you had to catch the other group and things like that. So you kind of, yeah, it was quite competitive.
0: Yeah, we're just interjecting here with bits of Ruby's story. So she, the, the way she tells it, um, she was at practice early, like practicing her passing or something. <laughs>
1: I'll tell you, the pass is shit, so like, Ruby, can fa- ah, Ruby can practice as much as she wants. <laughs> she's like, you, you turn
0: up, and it's almost like she she thinks, oh, oh, ho- hopefully, uh, you know, Mitty notices me passing and. And, and praises man Were you in a bad mood that day? Apparently, you just blew your whistle and told everyone to start running.
1: Yeah, no, no, that's normal. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, like that was just like, that, like, ob- yeah. Obviously, I'm not like that now. Yeah. But like, you know, <laughs> I was just like, let's get it, let's get into it. I know I don't need to. Let's don't piss around. Let's go. And yeah. she's just like, oh, you didn't say anything to me. Fuck! I'm, of course I'm not. <laughs> like, get your ass and run, the movie. But like, again, like. Look, Ruby, Ruby was all, she needed to be in that group who was so good that she needed to see, and this is what it, where mentors are so fucking good, that she needs to see that if you want to be, if you want to be the best, those are the people that you have to, to compete against, not you. Mm. you. If you keep on competing against yourself, you're never going to be the best, but those are people in front of you, those are the people in front of you, you've got to catch them. And yeah. that's that's as simple as that. There's no black and white on that one.
0: Yeah. So yeah. So she was doing the runs, the the shuttles, or Broncos, whatever it was. It's
1: just pissing around would P- be the word. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I think she even sort of admits that in her, in her book. Yeah. She wasn't even trying because she didn't like it. And then you start jogging along behind beside her and have yeah. a have a chat.
1: Yeah. I was just like, you know, everything's in your mind. All of these freaking drills that we do are actually in your mind. Your mind. Your mind is your biggest barrier. Not your physical. Not 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 your body. It's your mind. Once your mind get once you get your mind on on board you'll go. And then, then basically she just kind of I don't know what happened, but she just like kind of if we were in a car, she'd be moving like the gear stick and she just took off. And I was just like, you know, if you catch those groups, you'll be you'll be part of the, the group that are one of the best players in the world.
0: Mm. And well, she she did, says you told her she could be the best seventh she, player She could in the world.
1: be, yeah. So what year was this? Oh, two thousand and Jeez, I couldn't even tell a seven. Uh, yeah, okay, because yeah,
0: and because in 2019, so like a, a decade uh, later, yeah, she no. was named World Sevens Player of the Year. So you
1: were right. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> 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 so, so, so
0: you, um, so you meant? Did you? Did you genuinely mean it? Like, how did you? How did you see that in her as an 18-year-old playing her first year of rugby? Well, were you just sort of like pumping up your time? No, I would and...
1: never do that. Absolutely not. So I it, was, it
0: was genuine. You I, genuinely believed that.
1: Yeah. Yeah
0: why so she was unfit like lazy at running had a terrible pass
1: yeah why would you say that <laughs> it's it's the it's the person within right like I knew that she had because she has traits of being being the best like you you can see it in players before they even you can just see talent right so Ruby had what she did have was she could change speed she was tall she could Levers So she could offload If she needed to um, She had the ability To get strength Quite easily And if she put the work in She'd be freaking fit Pretty quickly And her mindset Was pretty good Like you know Once she put her mind to it I thought yeah you, you, You'll go real far mm. Did I think she was going to be The best in the world Well yeah, At that time There was no world So <laughs> <laughs> So maybe <laughs>
0: But that, that must have been amazing for you in 2019. It's like a full circle moment. Or did you remember saying that or did she remind you?
1: No, I I remember saying, like, look, I've coached Stacey Flood over in, um, in Ireland. I've coached several USA players, a couple of uh, Australians, you know. And generally, I kind of didn't really think anything of it because – I feel as though that they just sort of play with each other and it's just a thing, you know what I mean? So I never really think about, you know, oh, that was me. It was kind of like, well, you know, here, here's, here's a piece of, of my sort of thing that I can give you and then, you know, hope, put that in your tool belt, see how that goes sort of thing. So never go, oh, you know, I made Ruby Tui. No fucking way did I make Ruby Tui. Lots of people made Ruby Tui and Ruby Tui made Ruby Tui. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, but she, she credits you with um, teaching her the power of her mind. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: yeah, maybe that. Yeah, there you, claim you go. That? I'll claim that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. I'll take that
0: one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So that's that's enough about Ruby. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. You know?
1: Piss off, Ruby. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> that book is a, is the, like haunting me.
0: <laughs> yeah. Has, has it been an enjoyable experience though? Like you're right there at the front of the book, like the, the very front chapter.
1: Um, has it been? Well, look. Yeah. It's it's a funny one because like I've had people go like frequently text me or run into me, they're like, you know, you put your hand out and you introduce yourself, they're like, Oh, you're in Ruby Toohey's book and you're like, Yeah. <laughs> like Yeah, I'm that one that kicks the water bottles. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm the one that's famously abrupt.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly.
0: What's, what's the I, I missed the kicking water bottles thing. Is that in the book as well?
1: Yeah, so we took yeah. them to Australia and to be honest, from a coaching point of view, this is it was actually my fault because I didn't do I didn't do enough um, contact within our drills so that's a yeah that's simplifying it and when we got there we got ran over by some tongan players like ran over like i was like fuck i was like why are we not playing to our plan like and this is like because we haven't done tackling the whole friggin trainings that we had which was like three or four so we you know i ran them into the ground and but i didn't make them tackle or didn't put a defensive process in. So it's a really good learning point for myself as a coach, but far out I was kicking those bottles because we were fucking losing to Tonga. <laughs> I'm like, <"Yeah." laughs> can, I, can
0: I just say, we've been chatting for 20 minutes, and I think um, I think you've probably got the record now for the most F-bombs in a podcast. Maybe Uncle Tix, who has Tourette's syndrome, <laughs> is just ahead of you, but I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> oh. I, I'm, now that you're sort of in the corporate world, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm yeah. surprised you haven't been... Told to tone it down or... Uh,
1: yeah, so... I, you know,
0: I mean, I love it. You don't want to change the essence of your personality.
1: Well, I don't swear in certain oh, aspects. Okay. So, like, the, like, obviously I do a little bit of sky Sky sport commentary and I haven't sworn once on that. And it's kind of funny because, like, I have a potty mouth and I know I do. I, look, <laughs> apparently isn't that the wittiest people with, with a potty mouth? <laughs> so I'll, I'll play, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So so the, the other thing is, is that I guess... You know, you, you walk around and you go, right. righto, better not swear, better not swear. But, like, it's kind of my personality. And, you know, I get people texting me all the time. They're like, I can't believe you're on, you're doing commentary and you haven't sworn once. I'm like, yeah, because I'm not allowed to. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's just you go into,
0: as someone who did radio for years, you go into performance mode and,
1: uh, you know, yeah.
0: You yes. just you just know. Yeah, you, you can't. Just, you, there is a filter there if you need it.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. If you, yeah. you know, if you hey, if you want me to turn the filter, off, I can do that for you. Yeah. Right,
0: Dom. So, um So, born and raised in Riverton. Where, where's Riverton? Far south somewhere near Bluff.
1: Yeah, so it's it's probably about forty minutes out of Invercargill, right, right. south. Yeah. What was it?
0: dolphin spotting? What else?
1: What, it, what, <laughs> what
0: else is there in Riverton?
1: Um, it's called the the Riviera of the South. Okay.
0: <laughs>
1: There's cheese rolls. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's actually one of the Look, look if you're ever down the South Island I'll tell you what It's beautiful down there The beaches are good There's surfing down there Diving down there Stewart Island is just like an hour away on boat So there's heaps to do in that sense And everyone loves a good hunt They love hunting deer and pigs Except <laughs> me I cannot stand hunting yeah. But everyone else I know Duh, hunts, <laughs> so it's not a great
0: sales pitch for R- Riverton. I, uh, that's coming from someone from Palmerston North, because I, I used to yeah, say the oh same yeah, Palmer palm Hole. People <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> say, "What's good about Palmer?" we would like, we be like, oh, it's like two, <laughs> two hours away from the mountain, an hour and a half away from Wellington." And it's like you're yeah. encouraging people to leave it.
1: Well, there's yeah. heaps. Of, like, look, uh, here's the property mm. market down there. You know, obviously, it's not talking about Auckland. Prices, but hey, you Aucklanders come down and pick up three hundred thousand dollars houses. Not anymore; there are five hundred now. But, <laughs> but you know, you guys flock there. All you see yeah. is Aucklanders. Yeah. So,
0: <laughs> what, why, so, what are your recollections about those those years growing up? The early years in, in Riverton. How many in your family, by the way? So there's four children, four of us. Where are you in the birth order?
1: Oh second, second, last. So. second last,
0: and the, the two older brothers, sisters.
1: Two older sisters and a, a younger brother. right. And, yeah. and do
0: they um you play sports with them? is that yep. is that where you got the tough the tough streak from? Uh, my father's Māori.
1: <laughs> Does that help? <laughs> <laughs> um, look, so two older sisters who were very competitive, they both played underage international hockey. So my sister uh, was named in the New Zealand, Māori, and, uh, New Zealand Māori team when she was 17 um, My older sister was in the under-15s, under-18 New Zealand team And then I just came along um, I, Yeah, I was always a ratbag I was always that cheeky shit Always that one, always getting into trouble it's Probably because I've got ADHD and a little bit of dyslexia going on as well but I was always the one that was just not doing what they were supposed to be doing, <laughs> so I was always in
0: trouble. Standard, standard kid stuff, or like proper trouble?
1: Oh, not that, but no, oh, no, okay. no, no. Stand- St- standard, like you know, go fuck yourself. Yeah.
0: do <laughs> okay. like people in a Teacher, of yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, that's not overly standard. <laughs> Teach, well, oh, isn't it? Is it I not? No, know, know, that's a little extreme. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the ADHD thing was it diagnosed, or was that something you'd had diagnosed like as, as an adult?
1: Yeah, we're going through the process right now So the, I've had dyslexia of, right, right through um, And when I was at St Margaret's, they picked that up So, but I never, yeah, never did the ADH But we're going through the diagnosis right now, diagnosis right now. So a lot of things around ADH has been behavioural Like, you know, you just, you know, no, no, no one likes to hear no
0: Especially yeah, ADHD people. Know, especially when, you, when you've got an abrupt personality. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because I, 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 I'm pretty sure I'm a ADHD. Yeah. I'm a little bit older than you, so it was just not something that was diagnosed at no. the time. But I, I mean, apparently the testing is quite comprehensive. You'd know it. you would go through it at the moment. But yeah. It's like well, I just wonder what difference it would make if I had a diagno- if I had a label for it.
1: Yeah, well, I always used to think. Yeah, I, I always used to think I was ADHD. You know, whatever. But I also think I've got little sprinkles of everything. Mm. I'm just on the spectrum. Yeah. Like, and and I've kind of. I think a lot of us are. Yeah, I, I don't know any normal person. Okay, that, that's 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 it. And and so I'm just on the spectrum, and like, the problem was with being on the spectrum, being your neuro, neurodivergent. Um, I actually spoke at at, at Targo Polytech on superpowers of being dyslexic. Is that there's other things that come with it, like there's, there's some behavioral things that come there's some things that your nervous system is not regulated is what normal, normal, which I never think anyone's normal, mm. but it's just a little bit off. <laughs> We're just a little bit off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just a little bit hinged a little bit, and I'm okay with that. yeah, sort of
0: absolutely it's, it's part of who you are, but I, I suppose like telling teachers to go fuck yourself, maybe that's where that came from.. The ADH. yeah
1: I didn't do it. I honestly did not do it in St Margaret's but definitely did it when I was um at Upperima College but and I was I I remember sitting outside uh, the vice principal's office and you know they like this is a small town we're talking about we're talking about like I don't know 1400 people that live there around that area and so everyone knows everyone and so when you're there they're like your mother, your parents know as soon as you get home like it's not fun it's not a fun <laughs> fun it's not fun when you know that your parent when you're sitting there you've been sitting there since ten o'clock and you know your parents know <laughs> so
0: what was the um discipline like in your household was it like like smacking?
1: Yeah well yeah the, I think my father and his you got yeah he's from a military background as well mm. um, farming background um, butcher he was a butcher. So yeah, he was he he was. I would say heavy-handed, but would uh, uh, yeah, that's an interesting one.
0: Yeah, because it's um yeah, I was from a smacking family, and uh, it, it was never like a, an abusive household. Yeah, um, but it was always. We'd do something naughty during the day, and then Mum would be like, "Wait until your father gets home." Yeah, and hours later, like Dad oh, would get God. home, we'd put over the put, put over the beard and get the belt.
1: Oh, is that all you got? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, um, oh, yeah. So I just, So, you, yeah,
0: ours was always done. I'm guessing. Guess what I'm saying is, in a, like, a, it was a controlled environment. It was never pleasant, and you yeah. look back now, and it was like it was um, actually quite traumatic, but yeah. it was always sort of controlled. I guess.
1: I, I think like. It wasn't to the extreme that I would say that OT needs to come in and, and take us out of the home, mm. but it, it would it would be it would have been a bit more heavier than it should have been if, yeah. if that 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 explains it. Yeah. Um, and I think that from that, I really did, like you know, if your parents, if your father's saying to you, you know, just give someone a warning and then whack them as part of your your upbringing what do you think that's going to produce? Do you know what I mean? So I definitely had a lot of anger when I came out of um, that household, like a very much pent-up anger, lots of trauma. But, you know, as you you go through life, and this is where sobriety, I think, does not help (laughs) because you actually feel everything, you know. You start to – those feelings start opening up and now you're just like – holy crap overwhelmed with all of these emotions that you never had before because you've even hit you've hit, hidden it through anger or you've hidden it through alcohol and now all of a sudden you're this ball of shit <laughs> mm.
0: yeah and, and then I guess there's um, there's another layer of that with you where you you didn't have that connection to your roots yeah or your culture.
1: Yeah, there's definitely that. You're definitely... <laughs> South
0: Island Maori. I'm a South
1: Island Maori, <laughs> yeah. but I'm not. I fuck up up at that's So, so where's, I, where's that? That is in Gisborne. Oh, yeah. yeah, Dad's a, Dad's from Mahia. So you're not even a South Island Maori. So you've got to understand that context as well. So you're not from Tahu. and so when you go into things, you're like, you're not Tahu. You don't fuck up up here. Mm. So you're not even you're not even welcome there. So <laughs> and the interesting so thing you is, you just don't
0: feel like you belong. You anywhere. don't belong
1: anywhere, right? Yeah. So. So, being in, an, and, and the interesting facts with, with that, Nati Perot, there's like 90,000 members for Nati Only 10,000 live in Gisborne. Everyone else is everywhere else. So, mm. we're so disconnected from that anyway. So, that that plays a huge part, I think.
0: Yeah. And th- so, then um, Canterbury Uni after, after you uh, left Riverton. And you were really good at sport, right? Rep teams for rugby, sevens, touch, and league. Yeah, so yeah. Just a- anything with an oval ball, you were you were good at.
1: I don't – well, I actually wasn't that good, to be honest. So what I was good, what – I was kind of like up for anything because all my friends were – back in that time, I think that that landscape has changed a little bit now through professionalism as well. All your mates are playing. So your mates play touch, so you hang out with them. And all of – I gravitated towards all of the people that were brown. So all of my friends were either Māori or Pacific, except maybe one or two Pākehās who could, who could play ball, right? So we had this group that just went, oh, we'll go play touch. Oh, now we'll go play rugby. Oh, now we'll go play rugby league. And so it just went like this, round and round and round. <laughs> and at once, I think I did that for five to six years, and I got to a point where I was just so burnt out because I, there was no off-season. It was just like, right, we're playing touch now, then we're going to play sevens, we're in Hong Kong playing sevens, and then we're coming back, and then then we're going into rugby, and then we're doing rugby league, then we're doing nationals, and then it just went like round and round. And you'd probably maybe have three weeks off, and then you're back into it again. So I was just like, I can't do this anymore. I actually need a break. Need a break, yeah. yeah. Was it around that time
0: playing in those teams when you got to Canterbury Uni that you sort of um – like you sort of realised that something was missing with um, your links to your heritage, or did you sort of realise it beforehand?
1: No, you said, you said not, most of your
0: teammates were, were brown,
1: yeah. I gravitated towards them because they were brown, yeah. But, but some of them, I'm
0: guessing, like a university environment, you got get people from all around the country, so some yeah. of them must have been able to speak to Leo or not
1: really, no, 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 right. not many of my friends, it's just the era. I, I, Look, I think that, yeah, there is there is statistics showing that there's a big fat error in there that because of, um, obviously, policies and governments and, and things like that, this, the Native School Act that, that lasted for 100 years, banning te and, and things like that. Yeah, your,
0: your dad's probably at that age where he got, like, whacked over the knuckles if he tried oh, to speak. Oh, absolutely. Against yeah,
1: yeah. But he, he could speak, he can understand it, but he can't speak it. Yeah. So he, yeah, so he's 84 now. Um, so... Not, not many of us could speak Maori, um, and some of us were notahu Some of us, you know, not, it wasn't. No, it wasn't because of the connection there. It was maybe it was in terms of the fact that we're all brown and we all thought we were funny. So <laughs> sorry, so, you know, you, you get a you get a you bunch of your
0: tribe, your community, yeah, exactly. You get Hit a bunch of brown
1: people together, and they're making you're making fun of each other to start off with. But the jokes are just <laughs> going left, right, and centre. You know, like we're joking about everything, so nothing's like really, you know. And you're doing crazy stuff, you know. But uh, that's the time where I was probably when I was when I was doing that five to six years of just everything. I was drinking really heavily. Mm. Like I was. I, I was killing it. I was winning. <laughs> <laughs> I was winning at that. So it's like, that's that's a crazy time.
0: Yeah. You got, well, no wonder you were burnt out. It probably wasn't just the sport. It was your whole, just the whole lifestyle, burning the candle at both ends.
1: Yeah. Whatever. Like, you know, I was still working. I was, you know, just, well, uni, work, um, training. You know, sometimes you are in Hong Kong for a couple of weeks and mm. then sometimes you were in Paris for a couple of weeks, you know. Mm. Okay, yeah. t-
0: talking about that time um, at Canterbury Uni, I've heard you say that at the time you were on the road to jail. Yeah. What, what does that mean? Is that just like an embellishment?
1: Or? No, 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 not at all. <laughs> no, I'd um, – so this is, like I said, that at this time I was – pretty angry very very angry would be the word and we used to get into fights all the time like honest honestly like because of the alcohol because who we were hanging out with um, you were it could be three o'clock at out coming out of a nightclub and just I don't know things happen mm. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, I wouldn't want to fuck with you three o'clock outside. Of night. Well,
0: what, what, what were you? What was the anger about? Just the the upbringing.
1: Upbringing, um, obviously. So Le- learning difficulties as well. I
0: learning, guess learning difficulties.
1: Dyslexia. Yeah, a yeah, um, little bit of ADHD going on in there in terms of behavioural stuff, dysregulation in my nervous system, all those sorts of things. Um, lots of alcohol. um... And just angry, you know. I just had this just angry at the world. Just angry. I was just really I had a chip on my shoulder. Um, you know, I was supposed to go to the Olympics for hockey and I was just so fricking angry about stuff that I was self sabotaging left, right and centre. So I was never gonna get there. I'm all good with it now, but I've 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 made peace with it. Mm. Um and then I just I just felt as though that life was really fucking difficult. Um and I got thrown were you like a, a victim, a victim mindset? I think so. Yeah. I think so. I think I had a, a – yeah, I pretty much had a very much – it was just like, yeah, it was me against the world sort of thing. Mm. And I didn't really have any sort of care on whether I lived or died sort of scenarios. Mm. Like, not that it's I would ever – It's a reckless
0: ever, place to be living.
1: It's a very reckless place to be living yeah. in because you don't have any care about anybody else. You don't even care about yourself. And so, so yeah, so I, I'll tell you what, I, I got – not many people know this, but um, I got into a situation where I had to get out pretty quickly. And if it if it if it hadn't gone the way that down, I would have been in jail. That that's how that's that's how, how bad well, it got. Well, you keen to elaborate or not? Not more. really. <laughs> <laughs> it just it was it was um, as I would put it, it was misidentification. <laughs> oh my god! Would be the word, yeah. So so basically, what it, we got into a fight. With people, um, I might have started it. And I ended up, they th- ended up finger pointing somebody else because I jumped into a taxi.
0: Oh, so s- some innocent party took the rap for you? Some innocent
1: party got arrested, sort of thing. Yeah. And so they got arrested and they couldn't identify the actual person who started it, which was me. And so it kind of went away, it, you know. Yeah. Shit. Yeah
0: This It was many years ago This isn't going to get you In trouble now
1: No Like Well not I didn't get arrested So it's good (laughs) 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 But like you know So those sorts of things happen frequently Like they they were happening For at least Probably five to six years You know And and, you know One of my best friends um, Most placid person On earth we ended up in this fight. I don't, this is what I under Who wants to see women fighting anyway? Like no, no except in a boxing ring, right? Or the UFC.
0: Like,
1: yeah, yeah. No, that, who wants to see like? The, and but 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 those days, like you, you're like hitting somebody who was probably, oh, you know, skinny white lady, like, and and you end up hitting somebody, and you're, you know, you're you're bigger than them anyway, so. It's not a fair fight. It's it's not something that you want to be doing. And who the hell wants to see that sort of thing anyway? We're in this this tuffle, I guess, or scuffle, and my best friend's trying to stop it because placid, placid is. I don't know how we ended up best friends because I'm like that and she's like that, like you know, and she's saved me so many times over. We played, we played very much a lot of rugby, rugby, rugby league, and and she saved me so many times. So we sit there and. Fucking hands are going hard. And then she gets a wallop like right on the on the eye. Teacher, go to school with this black eye, and she's just like I, I can't hang out with you anymore. Like, you, yeah, yeah you, many, are, we
0: can't be friends. Yeah, you are just
1: like out much. the frigging gate. <laughs> like, you, you, are, I've got, I've got a profession, and and I'm like, yeah, and what? What well, you know, no care in the world, sort of thing. Like, I didn't really understand that. I do now. Like, I was,
0: selfish and self-centered at the time in a way. Selfish
1: sounds, yeah, and, and it wasn't a great teammate. Yeah, like you know, I got got kicked out of the the Canterbury Touch team. I got kicked out of the, the rugby league team. I got kicked out of Altia Maldi Sevens Got us to come back. Um, I got kicked out of the New Zealand side because I was really selfish, and um, not, obviously I'm not now. But I, you know, when I look back in it, and i was just like, God damn it! Mm. You know, I had all of those opportunities in the world, and that's why when you go Google me, you only get a, like a small piece of it, mm. and you get some some coaching stuff and get this and this because I self I self sabotage right throughout that. Oh, so,
0: oh, so you, you you could have been exceptional oh, instead could have been, of just yeah. being very good.
1: Yeah, well, I wouldn't say I was very good. I was pretty average. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah. I don't
0: know. I mean, you you um, were in the Kiwi Fence League team that won the World Cup in 2003, and you scored a try. So Yeah,
1: lucky. It's ooh, not, ooh. Down, <laughs> no, not downplay I your think achievements. I, I think I fell over the line on that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um,
0: but, Jesus we, we, you've done a lot of work. You've done a, a fuck tonne of work. Has that just sort of... Has that been? Have you had like counselling or professional help, or have you just sort of figured it out on your? Oh,
1: definitely, definitely had professional help. Yeah, but also like just, I think it's reflection on some of your actions, you know, and just really like you know, think you know, you think about when you're going through it. I feel as though that I started off at the bottom and had all of these these traumatic things and, and things that like happened to me, but because I started so back, I had to come so far. And so it took me so long to realise that the only person is going to save you is you. Mm. Um, the only person that is going to help you or get you through this or get what you want out of this is you. And so and – because st- I was kind of waiting for someone to save me. And, and that's and personal relationships is the same thing. Oh, I'm terrible to date. Like, I'm terrible.
0: I, yeah, I was going to wonder about that in the university um – the university years, so um, yeah, I, I had some mates of mine that loved brawling. They'd love going out <laughs> on the weekend, and they, they'd look for fights at, at parties and stuff. And I, I was never into that. But most of these guys, um, when they got into a relationship, it was sort of the the stabilizer that they needed. Did you not have like a, a partner that was like, "Hey, miri come on, let's not"?
1: Go no, out I, I because I'm so stubborn that I just kind of <laughs> did. I was just like, "You can say that, but that doesn't mean I'm going to do it." Like, thank you, thank you for your input.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I appreciate the suggestion. <laughs> yeah. No,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. so i've had to really like you know and, and you know um i've i've really had to dig deep around that the 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 personal relationships and you know they've hurt you know some of those relationship breakups they've mm. really hurt and i've really had to grow from those yeah um are you, are you
0: into are you into guys or girls or both
1: girls Girls. yeah thanks like, for asking don oh, <laughs> is, is it okay yeah i don't yeah. know is it yeah um so again, that that that. No, no,
0: except, well, I, I just wonder if that was another thing in the, the, it was. the shitstorm that you had going on. Like you weren't connected with your culture. Yeah. Yeah. There were these these unresolved anger issues. Yep. Yeah. A drinking problem. Yeah. Maybe maybe the drinking problem was caused and and sexuality. Like how how, how long, how long were, were you in denial for or keeping that um, coming to terms with that?
1: Yeah. Well, I don't really talk about this much, but I, well, we don't have to. If no, you don't no, know. no. Yeah. I, I don't mind. Um. um So I'm a bit of a funny one So I was How do I put this I was out but I wasn't Would be the word So like my friends knew Like rugby players You know Soccer players Cricket players We all hung out So Party, <laughs> right? <laughs> but, like, I never I never really had discussed it or anything like that. Or I never really sort of said, hey, I'm over here, I'm a lesbian, you know, come see me sort of thing. I never had those discussions. Yeah. I never even had a discussion with my father. To this day, I've never said to him, hey, Dad, guess what? This is what I am. I had a discussion when I, I came out to my mother when I was about 19. And... Wasn't great. She wasn't great. No, it wasn't that she wasn't great. She was just like, "I love you," but it's, I'm, I'm sure this is just a face. What were they
0: religious? Or no. A, no.
1: <laughs> no, absolutely not, not religious. It, you can understand if
0: it's what they believe in the Bible or whatever. Yeah, so so
1: <laughs> just not not religious at all. Okay. And I just think it was that time, right? You know, and I don't look. I come from the smallest town on earth. Yeah, like you, come on!
0: You had so much going against you, like um, yeah. That's what I mean by de- starting shower, at the bottom. <laughs> Moldy, uh, you know, gay,
1: yeah, fuck, yeah, fucking alcoholic, ADHD, uh, dyslexia. Anyone want to carry on with the list? You know, so, 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 to even go to university, I was the first person in my family to get a degree. So that, that's you've got the context of that. When I talk to my other friends who are not Māori – they're like, oh, yeah, we talked about education right through our lives. And I was like, my parents didn't even know. They're not like, so what are you going to do next year? I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> like, Stay home with you? And they're like, absolutely not. My mother was just like, you know what, you've got two options here. You either go to university or I'm sending you to the army. I was like, is this a joke? And she's like, no, it's not a joke. She drove me to Dunedin to sit there to do the te- the army test. And I sat down, did the army test, and I came back and She goes, right. What do you think? I said, take me to fucking Christchurch. <laughs> <laughs> I am not going into the art. I will not survive. <laughs>
0: oh, I, I don't know. I, th- I feel like in that environment you would have thrived. Maybe. Maybe I, not at that time, though. No,
1: I don't think so. Yeah. I, I think I would have got, what do they call that? Military disbarred or I would have got oh, I did, kicked out. I would have yeah. got kicked oh, God. out. I definitely would have got oh, kicked out. And, and who
0: is, who's Peter Joseph?
1: Oh, he's amazing. Yeah. He's, yeah. So, so Peter, he took
0: you overseas on your first trip, right? Yeah. First time out of the country to Hong Kong.
1: First time out of the country. I've never been out of the country before. He took a bunch of Māori women who, from real um, small areas. So some of them are from Bay, up in Whakatane, Bay of Pliny and all around that area. Um, some Aucklanders. I was the only South Islander at the time. And then Tessa came on board. He took a bunch of Māori women overseas to Hong Kong. And have you been to Hong Kong? Yeah, yeah, I have. It's, it's crazy. It's not Riverton. It's not riveted, is it? And, and like, and there's the cultural aspects to it, and there's, there's people freaking everywhere. The smells are out the gate, it's just busy, right? And he took us over there, and I was just like, Man, we were like in La La Land. Well, I didn't know what the hell was going on, to be honest. It's crazy, amazing. And is, is that
0: where you met Jonah? There's a photo I saw online of you yeah. with uh, Jonah,
1: yeah, yeah. And if you look at that photo, um, there's a few famous people, and there's Honey me and that mm. there's Amy, um. Amy, what's her last name? She went and played. She went and played for Australia and and got a right. Olympic medal for them, like a gold medal from there. Mm. Um, yeah, there's a few people in that that photo. They're just awesome people. And Jonah. <laughs> yeah,
0: so, did you have an encounter with Jonah, or was it just a photo op?
1: We had a photo op and had a weird talk to yeah. him and stuff like that, but nothing really, to be yeah. honest. That you didn't pick a fight with him? Absolutely not. <laughs> we did. Do you know we did get in a fight in Hong Kong? So oh, there you? you go. Oh my god. So, so
0: that's the sort of place you could get incarcerated for years.
1: Well, the, yeah, so we had a, a Pākehā Māori, we called her. Um, so she was definitely not Māori, but, man, she was a good rugby player. Stephanie Mortimer, she's Broomhall now. Um, she won the try of the year in 1991 or 2000 or something like that. She ran through, ran past Mega Fonse and mm. stuff like that. Anyway, we were out, and this guy was actually slapping around a woman in the middle of the street, and Hong Kong's crazy because, you know, and then we went to stop it, and he just started picking up chairs and started throwing, and and oh, I was like, whoa, and then it, I went that way, and Steph just went, and it just clocked her straight in the head and split her split her eye open, so we had to put her in the um the ambulance, and she went to the, the ambulance and hospital, and they're like, oh, we need to stitch you up, but you can't take, you've been drinking, you can't have any anaesthetic, oh so she got stitched up with no oh. anaesthetic that's badass. That's actually bad, <laughs> like you know. So there's some crazy like yeah. that, you know. At, women's rugby is so different from what it used to be like. Um,
0: in terms of professionalism, Oh, 100 yeah, percent. Like yeah, it it's, I'm so glad it it's seems not. Like, this, it uh, seems like it needed to change.
1: <laughs> oh, it d- absolutely did. Like you cannot do the stuff. The stuff that we did compared to what you, you can't do that now. You know, you just look. Anna Richards played for Australia, and so did Amelia Marsh. So if you even know who Anna Richards is, she's a bit of a legend and stuff like that in rugby terms. She was playing for Australia at that Hong Kong Sevens tournament. Mm. So, like, <laughs> like you could play for anybody. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, um, yes,
0: that was in 2003. I mentioned this before that you, you were playing league for the Kiwi. You were in the Kiwi fence for, like, three years, right?
1: Yeah, three to four years, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So you, you say you were pretty average, but I, those stats would, would disagree. Uh, I'd say you were pretty good, including winning the uh, the World Cup in 2003. So that was 20 years ago. You were still drinking heavily yep. then? Yeah, Um. But you must have. There must have been like a certain level of discipline or professionalism going on.
1: I had the or ability, some
0: sort of like control, or. Was...
1: Yeah, I had the ability to get up and get going. If that makes sense. So, so in that time, in those five to six years that I was playing, I guess playing probably at the peak that I that I ever got to, I trained a lot, and I guess I had I had really good people around me, like. Tessa Takahu Who is And a crazy Trainer She actually won um, Just recently She's a little bit Older than I am um, She got sixth At the World CrossFit Champs Masters Wow Yeah Yeah. So just think of in, In those terms I was training with her And so She'd be just like Hurry up Keep up Never came up with her Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like I couldn't even lift as much as she could Like you know I was this You know I was poor t- I'm short yeah. And so like And she's just a ball of muscles And so I was just like Well oh, I might as well just train with you So I trained a lot with her And and I had the ability to just get up But I also had the ability to party And then get up and go again So I, I, I think at one stage for Hong Kong And these aren't great stories these are not good stories for anyone at home who ever wants to to do any sport. This is not good stories. By the way, I,
0: I think that that great stories just um because of where you are at now in life and the yeah. fact that you've you've been through this, I, I don't know a dark period I guess and and you are through the other side. I think it's kind of inspirational. <laughs> so, we, <laughs> so we good war stories. Yeah,
1: the, oh, you know I you know I was the captain of the the Canterbury Seven side that won, um, a very long time ago. The like you know I kind of remember when we won it. But before that, I'd been out drinking in the nightclub and someone had to come and get me out of the nightclub to catch the flight. <laughs> oh,
0: my God. Mary.
1: <laughs> Those things happened And then it happened again when I was going to Hong Kong. Like, oh. someone again had to come and get me, help me in my car, get going. I slept on the flight and then we got off the flight and we started training. So I had, no, so I had like, freaking, like, maybe, I don't know, 30 minutes sleep. <laughs>
0: How old were you at the time? Like early 20s?
1: No, I was right. like 25, Oh 20, oh yes, 27 ish. Getting to that that demographic where. Come where, where, on! Where, where you
0: don't bounce back in terms of hangovers.
1: Come on! You grow up. Yeah, fucking yeah, cop on. But I didn't, though. I didn't cop on until, like, man, I spent like six years in Ireland. So I, I didn't cop on through that. Like, they are. Uh, they, enhanced, they were like we, – we drank through the week and – You found your you – your, like, I found my people. I I'm Maori, I think I'm Irish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I probably am a little bit Irish. But, you know, like we were just like, man, they, they can drink those Irish. Like yeah. those pubs are full. And fight as well. They like drinking and fighting apparently. Yeah, I didn't fight when like, I was okay. there. So the fighting actually stopped around, around about that age anyway. So, mm. yeah.
0: Yeah, cause, so you started coaching in 2012. You coached here, Australia, Japan, Ireland, USA – um, Scotland, Italy, Estonia—yeah,
1: all over the place.
0: So, so during this entire coaching period, you were still like a little bit chaotic.
1: Very chaotic, yeah. Right. Very chaotic. I was also,
0: I think, you must have had it under under wraps to some degree. Like we were, you, were you quite quite stealthy with it. No, no, no,
1: <laughs> no. no. Like,
0: I never sort of called out, or no one pulled you up on it.
1: Um, I think because I don't look drunk.
0: <laughs> you just handle your purse. No, I don't <laughs> know. Like, I just right. don't
1: I don't I don't my my moods don't change yeah. sort of thing. I'm just So you're like,
0: not getting extra aggressive or violent? No, or not. but the time
1: the end of it, no, but you know, get to me to some point it might happen, but yeah. I just didn't it didn't look I didn't look drunk. I looked the same from the start to finish unless I got really wasted and then someone's taking me like helping me help me into a taxi. But like, you know, so I didn't, you know, I wasn't a messy drunk. I wasn't like, I wasn't wasted, like, I didn't look wasted, but I was. Like, I was, like, totally wasted. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was just, like, like people were like, no, you don't even look drunk. And I'm like, oh, I am so wasted right now. And, and the funny thing about it is that I would have one, one drink and I could feel alcohol really quickly. So I'd get drunk really quickly and then just kind of monotone it through. I don't know. I, I don't know what to say.
0: So well, uh, you said at the beginning – I'm just doubling back here. So you only sort of gave up drinking at the start of this year. Completely, yeah. yeah. So for the last couple of years, few years, you've just been drinking moderately, like a normal
1: – Moderately, yeah, normal. I started – what happened, I started getting sick. Like I was spewing every time. Like I'd have a couple of drinks and then I'd be in the toilet spewing. And so I was like, man, this is – there's something wrong here. Like, and then I just was like – "Fear." And, I, and like you said, the bounce back – you know the hangovers how old are you now uh, 45 yeah it doesn't get any easier right <laughs> no, no it doesn't and so like the bounce backs i was moody and you know i just really just and my my body didn't feel right i didn't my brain didn't feel right and i was just like i can't, I can't actually do this anymore i can't actually function like i can actually not function <laughs> whereas before i'd be just getting up and go 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 yeah and if you've got like
0: um if you've got like some sort of like underlying like mental health issues or unresolved stuff. Yeah. Um you you can numb that pain with alcohol, but then the next day it's even worse. It's
1: even the depression. Yeah, they they what, what do they say? It's 20, 20 minutes of dopamine and the rest of it how? Yeah.
0: The depression just, just kicks exasperates in. the problems. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, a depressing. yeah, I've got a conflicted relationship with alcohol. Yeah. Eh?
1: Like oh yeah, I probably
0: I, I know I drink more than what I should. Um and I'm I'm the same as you. Like Friends, friends will say to me, "I don't think I've ever seen you drunk." Yeah, Um, you know, but I I can knock back a couple of bottles of wine and. Oh, oh.
1: jeez, I'm surprised there isn't a bottle of wine right here now, Dom.
0: (laughs) Oh no, I've been I've been alcohol shamed by many. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, no, it's it's interesting, and I know it's not good for me, and I know I need to get a you know get a a grasp on it. But it's, um, yeah, I'd, I'd even ask myself potentially if I'm an alcoholic but society has told us that an alcoholic is someone that's sleeping in their car or yeah. sleeping rough or you know drinking um I don't know vodka out of a pump bottle or you're know, drinking in the morning and yeah. that, that's not me and I'm and I'll sipping say that's, it
1: all day and yeah. you know and having you hiding your bottles and the thing 100% yeah yeah yeah
0: so it's interesting so yeah so when did did you did you just reach the conclusion on your own that you needed some help
1: I've reached the conclusion that it wasn't a good drunk. Yeah. And, um, and it wasn't helping my relationships with anybody. And so, and, and at the time, I guess my partner was drinking and that was triggering the shit out of me because my father drank. And so, and then my grandfather drank. Mm. And so, do you know, so I just got to the point where I was actually, actually, I just don't want to drink. And, um, but, the, but no one tells you when you stop drinking what, what that after effect, every, you know, you, you have to pay for every little sin afterwards, like, you know, you really. You, what do you mean? It's like, for me, I don't know what it's like for anyone else, but like your feelings are amplified because you've numbed them for so long or you've disassociated from them or whatever, however you dealt with it. Now your feelings are definitely ampl- and you f- and you figure out. Oh my god, I've got feelings. <laughs>
0: <Sorry>. <laughs> so when you said pay for every sin, do you mean l- like current c- guilt and shame about current stuff or old stuff? Oh, as well? old
1: stuff. I wouldn't give a rat's oh, ass yeah, about. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I don't care about old stuff. Yeah. It is what it is, you know. But yeah, it's 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 that stuff where like now you you've done something and you're like probably said something you shouldn't have said, which happens, um, and then forever you're like. oh. Oh, I should have said that. And do you know and you're kind of like I think that's
0: normal, eh? I think that's,
1: yeah, but like before yeah before before when you were drinking, <laughs> not a rat's ass. <laughs> no but fucks I, given.
0: <laughs> I suppose now that you're not drinking, at least when you wake up in the morning, you're not gonna be like, fuck, what did I say last night? What did I do?
1: I never I didn't care. Oh, yeah. no, I, <laughs> like because I was like, I was drunk. Like, do you know what I mean? I had I, I had that backstop where I could go, I could explain my way out of it. Yeah. Well, sorry about that. It was a little bit had too many of the whiskeys, and I, I, I apologise. But now, blame I, it on the alcohol. I can yeah. blame it on the alcohol. But now I have just go, "Sorry, that's just my personality." I'm sorry, I'm an ass. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. <laughs> um, yeah,
0: read Ruby's book. I'm famously abrupt. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm, I am. Uh, I before we get into this conversation, I just want to apologise. Well, I'm going to be a total asshole soon. <laughs> wow.
0: So. And where, was it like a rock bottom? Like, what was the catalyst that made you get some like counselling or therapy?
1: Um, I think. The first time I went to counselling, um, I was in Canada coaching and probably my one of my relationship fails. And, um, man, we drank heaps. We were drinking heaps. And I was just sitting there one night and I was just like, oh, shit. I actually – I'm not okay. I'm not okay in terms of, like, I'm actually drinking more than what I used to. Mm. <laughs> and I'm drinking a lot, like, a lot, a lot, a lot. And, um, you know, I'm racing over police cars and – running over them and doing. Oh, my God. How old were you then? Could have been 35. Oh, my
0: God. <laughs> oh my God. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, one of my mates, you know, I told you about my mates that like fighting. Yeah, one of them was famous for doing that. would walk from pub, pub to pub or club yeah. to club and he'd go run run over people's cars or whatever.
1: Oh, did did a, he run over a police car? No, not, no. not a police car. In but Canada? But also,
0: it's kind of crack up when you're –
1: 19, 20, 21? Not at the, in your 30s, right? Like, you know? Oh God. Because I, I, play, I played, like, top-level rugby right towards 37. And then I just slowly, like, you know, I had a, a stopped playing in Ireland, then went to Canada for Weber, and I played one game in, in there. I, I, this is this is not a good story, but um, – <laughs> No, these stories are great stories. This is not a good story. Okay. But I, anyway, we were short, and they said, oh, can you jump on? I said, yeah, sure, whatever. Sat there, passed the ball a couple of times and then – because I was really not interested in playing and I was hungover. <laughs> so, and then, so So – and then um, I don't know what happened. We were in there. We are you know, we we're, we were doing okay. Um, it was hot as hell because it, it's in the Canadian um, – we were down in Edmonton. It's the summer, so it's really hot. And I'm sweating away. I'm, like, dying. And I just kept on getting hit by this, this – this player, and I was just like, oh, look, if you do that one more time, I'm actually gonna I'm gonna knock you out. And she's just like, Cause I she must have done it three or four times, and I, I hate being hit when I like I do not even have the ball.
0: Oh, okay, so, so she was playing dirty.
1: Yeah, and then she just goes, and then she did it again. I got up and I walked towards her and she just put her arm back and I just went donk. <laughs> she just like knocked her out. i <laughs> like <laughs> And then, um, so anyone listening to this, you do you're not allowed. You're actually not allowed to do that. Um, so I got recutted. Um, and this is the horrible thing. This is this is why I didn't really want to talk about it. After the game, she came up to me, and I said, "Look, I'm really sorry that I hit you. I, I, I just I don't, I don't know. I, I thought you were going to hit me. Then you know." And she goes, "Do you realise I'm only 18?" <sighs> oh my god! Oh my fucking god! Yep. So. Ha-
0: how was that not the moment where you made wholesale changes to your life?
1: That was the start of it. Okay. <laughs> 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 Slow down. <laughs> and I was just like, I am so freaking sorry. Like, you know, and, and like far out. You can blame whatever you want at it. You can blame all these things, all the trauma. in. But doing that to somebody who doesn't deserve that, yeah. even if she put her hand, like, even, it does not matter. Like, you know what I mean? So... I went to the guy. Um, I went to the guy uh, who owned basically the club, and I said to him, "I need help. I'm fucking drowning in my own shit. Basically, I'm. I don't know if I'm going to survive this. Like, I'm. I'm too old to be doing this. Um, I, I'm not okay. Like, I'm really not okay. I. I think I, I need help. And Was like, it hard for you to say that? Or? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like. I, you know, I, I needed help years ago. <laughs> like, but it was the first time I would actually like I need I needed it yeah. when my twenties. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, to be yeah. to it was be a long fair, time and, and I was now like what thirty five, thirty yeah. six. Like, I. It's it's, it's it seems alarming in a way
0: that it, it took you to say that. You think someone else would have said something over the? Years. I, I suppose maybe you weren't ready for it. It's amazing. I, there wasn't some sort of an intervention got, by teammates. Or I got
1: away or with so much shit. It's yeah. not funny. Like, I got away with it. And that's, you know, you know, and I got away with it. Like, it's not like it, no one, and they might have said something like off cuff and stuff like that, joking around. And, but no one actually was just like, Mitty, what the hell are you doing? Like, you need to get your shit together. You need to get your shit yeah. together. Like, you know, you know, and, and like I said, I'd been kicked off so many teams, but brought back because at some point in time, they kicked me off and then I'd just work harder. <laughs> so I had to get back on the team mm. And I'd just stand on the sideline sort of thing Going yeah I can make this team I'll, I'll get back on Sort of thing I had that confidence that I could do it And I don't know where it came mm. from But So he got me the help Um And he, and he paid for it Like, so what,
0: what was that like a, a therapist? Yeah, he got me a,
1: a psychologist And we started journaling and, and gave me some techniques around some things And you know that 18-year-old, that even though I'd done that, I, I'd um, been in a boxing ring. Like, I'd i done Fight for Life in Ireland. So I, I'd been in – so I don't know if I'm telling the story very well, but to do that to somebody is out the freaking gate. That's It's just not okay. Mm. And so it was uh, – yeah, and so I, I saw her for the rest of my time in Canada and then – when I came back to new like then, um, You yeah, like How
0: how often? Weekly, every couple of weeks. Yeah,
1: every second day. Yeah. Every second day, because I was at that point where I needed to. I need. I needed. I needed more than yeah. usual. Would be the word. And that, that, that,
0: that's quite confronting when you start digging around and <laughs> you know speak. It's like pulling at a thread of cotton on a on a t-shirt. Unravel it. <laughs> what, what did you find? What was the main like root of your your problems? Was it the sexuality thing, the, the mouldy being Maori?
1: No, sexuality thing, I'd, I'd come to grips with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That was all good. Mori, um, um, I knew who I was, so that was fine. And I, ne- I, I, I did need to reconnect with my yeah, people. That yeah. was something. It was, it was round about rejection and abandonment. Mm. Um, so I felt really abandoned and I was, felt really unloved. Um, and I felt like nobody would, would love me or nobody would want me. And so those, and even now today i'm I'm working through those sorts mm. of things. Um, but it was who who who
0: who from like from your family or yeah, what, so where, where did the abandonment as stem from? because I, I I was um a guardian of a nephew for a while. there's a like family adoption, so um uh, my wife's nephew, he came to live with us from like the age of uh, four years and eleven months. And um, we had to have a lot of therapy on, on his behalf because he's young. And you, you, uh, we, you learn so much. You learn about the, uh, 80% of the brain development is done in the first 1,000 days. Yeah. Um, also, he had like attachment disorder and abandonment issues. Yep. And because of that, the therapist explained to us, it's like whenever he starts getting close to someone, he would push them away. So he'd try and make our lives difficult and push us away, so that when we eventually give up on him, he can be like,
1: "That's yeah, it, yeah, I'm
0: I was a, right." <laughs> another person ditches me. Yeah, so where where was your abandonment uh, issues from?
1: So, and you know, everyone has a traumatic story, and whether it's it's extreme or not, it's 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 their story. But um, also, I hate being alone like I do not like it which I've had to work really hard I'm a lot better now I don't I don't want it now my own company's great I think I'm funny so so, um you are funny by the way thanks (laughs) um I guess from my father who I thought that didn't really like even now I I have a difficult relationship with him we're a lot better we are a lot better do you think
0: that's the that's just his age and the way he was bought, or the military thing. He just wasn't very good at showing affection, or yeah,
1: showing like you know to get him to say "I love you." You're like, "Love you, Dad. Ugh. <laughs> like, You're Just like,
0: alrighty. Yeah, but he's, he's like a New Zealand man born in the born in the nineteen forties, nineteen fifties. Yeah, yeah, yeah how, he's like eighty
1: three years old. Give him a chance, yeah. you know. Um, but like he, he's a very. Manly man um maori so there and he was brought up in violence as well probably more than what I was mm. so um and he was very sort of matter of fact you either do this or this is going to happen sort yeah. of thing and so very much i didn't I just didn't feel as though that he loved me and um i and to this day I struggle with it and to this day I struggle with it we like I came back af, um after Ireland I moved back home. And I lived with him for a wee bit just to get myself – but I had a house in in Invercargill and I was moving out and getting my stuff back into the house and getting myself sorted sort of thing. And he – I don't know if I should say this, but something had happened. It was just before COVID and something had happened to him and he just lost his shit. And he was just like – you're fucking dumb you're useless as tits on a ball. This is this this is this kind of stuff that this we did. This is your dad. This is my dad. He was
0: like eighty years old at this time, late seventies. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And you're useless as tits on a ball. This is what we heard when we were growing up. And um, I turned around and walked towards him and I was like I I was like, there's only one and he called me stupid as well, which I'm not. There's only one stupid motherfucker in standing in front of me who can't even write a letter to something. So don't you dare call me stupid when I've got a degree and I'm just about to go off and do Masters. So don't you dare. Absolutely. But there was some F words thrown in the F way So, and I was walking... Well, t- why did you start self-editing now? Yeah, well, I was like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, go, man, yeah. that's
0: a heartbreaking story.
1: And I walked towards him like I was going to... We were going go tong to go tongue to tongue. And I got halfway over the road and I had this realisation... Oh my god And I was shaking And I was like I am going to hit The one person That I want love from And I stopped myself And I was just like You need to leave You need to get your stuff You need to go um, And I will try and reconnect Another time But you need to fuck off And he took off um, I went out there a week later And he's just like Get out of my house I don't want anything to do with you, um, and I said, "Dad, if you kick me out, I will not come back. I will, I will not reconnect with you. I'm, I'm not fucking around with you." Mm. And so it took us a wee while to to sort that out, and we've slowly but surely I've put some boundaries in how he speaks to me because he used to just like, you know, it just just to talk to me like a piece of shit, yeah. like.
0: Yeah, which is, like, which is not cool, but you think, oh, I'm feeling sad about this story. You get, it's Do you, you get emotional when you tell it? It's a, or are you sort of like a bit numb to it? It's a heartbreaking story. It's, it's awful. It, it's you, Yeah. You see a lot, lot of guys like, um, I'm thinking like, yeah, my, my dad's a similar age. He's in his late 70s, and my uncles and stuff, and they were all pretty staunch, and uh, but they generally sort of soften as they get older. Um, but It seems like you, 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 if your dad's doing that at seventy nine eighty, it's like it's yeah. been no sort of change or growth.
1: Well, they hair, but the yeah. So he's not as hard as he used yeah. to be, and he's not as explosive as he used to be. But something must have happened that day to really stress him, stress him to, out, right? Mm. And you know, if I really st- stood back and looked at it. He's bloody 80 years old. Like, he probably couldn't, like, write a, it. He doesn't understand how to, you know, use his ATM card or, or his cell phone or something, you know. Yeah. so It's
0: a compassionate way of looking at
1: it. It's, yeah. So, you know, um, so with me and him now, there's definitely boundaries. Um, and he gets overwhelmed quite easily, and I put the boundary in there. If you talk to me like that, I'll leave. I'm, I'm not putting up with this. Mm. And so – now we have a better relationship than we've ever had, uh, which is something that I've always wanted with him. Was is a relationship with him because I never had. I, I had a relationship with my mother, but not him. Um, and so I just, I'm. I guess I'm conscious that he's eighty three.
0: Yeah, his time here is limited.
1: Yeah, so let's just get the best out of this, the yeah. best, best out of the situation. And... you're not going to change him now, to oh, Absolutely
0: any... not. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, you look at, um, yeah, when things happen, like um, the the incident in Canada where you say to that girl, if you do that one more time, I'm going to knock you out. Do you have moments of realization where you're like, oh my God, I am my father?
1: Yes, yeah. <laughs> so, this, and that's half the problem. I, I hated him. Like, I, I detested him. I didn't speak to him for two years because he called me fat in front of people. And I was not fat. I was an, I was an athlete. <laughs> he
0: shaved me out, dear <laughs> He shaved me out in front of people. Call me
1: stupid, but don't call me overweight. <laughs> yeah, well, you can call me fat now. But, like, back then, I was an actual athlete. I like, I was, like, all of 70 kilos and, like, had shoulder like and yeah, hamstrings. Yeah, yeah. And he's calling me fat in front of somebody. I was like, oh, dude, mm. what. And so, so we just basically just didn't talk to each other. Like we, we were like, if he was there, hi dad, you know. And we just never did. And and I just wanted him to love me. I just wanted him to show, and I wanted him to say he was proud of me, you know. I wanted to say, hey, the stuff, you know, always was yearning for that, you know. Mm. And I was chasing That, that
0: validation. That
1: validation. Has from, he said it? Has he said he's proud of
0: you? I bet he is. Maybe part of him's jealous as well because it's like. You are, the apple doesn't fall far from the trend. you've done a lot of work to get where you are and yeah, he's and never had the, I don't know, the courage or the will or whatever to do that work that you Probably the
1: opportunity because he had kids quite young. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And he had to work, like he didn't, he went from... We left home at fourteen and had to work, you know. So and then had kids. So
0: yeah, so it's not a not a therapy generation. And e- no. e- even if it was, it's like three hundred bucks for a session. Okay, no, get out, the out of here. Kids need shoes. Yeah, yeah. We need, you know, we. You
1: know, he's a freezing worker, so he ain't waiting a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, So yeah. So I think, for what I've been told by people when they see him, um, he, but he talks about me in in a good light mm. and he even calls me by my name Miri. otherwise he'll call me Mary in which I cannot stand being called so, Mary. Uh, the, uh, the
0: the the Pacquiao version of Mary yeah.
1: yeah so so like basically you go oh this is my daughter Mary come around Maldives, oh my daughter mitty <laughs> you're just
0: like,
1: oh she's so good and she does this and you're just like where did you come from <laughs> yeah well I'm, I'm sure
0: yeah he is proud of you maybe he just f- finds it hard to sort of articulate I think so. it. but yeah. what, what about you are you proud of yourself that's the most important thing i think
1: yeah i'm definitely i i think like i look back and um I've done like I've done some really crazy stuff some really cool stuff like I coached the Estonian men's team for Christ's sake you know sorry um, and they were awesome I was I've done some really funny stuff like coaching in Japan was one of my highlights um, we won that tournament coaching and and in the states where I had an Olympic development group that I really loved they were really cool people um, coaching in Italy where they're yeah, like you know English was zero and I'm coaching full sessions in Italian and I can't speak Italian. So I still can't speak Italian. Same in Japan. How, how,
0: does, how does that work? You're, you're coaching these foreign countries like Estonia or Italy. Like, how do you get around the language barrier?
1: So there was like a trans, semi-translator. So she would like semi. So like,
0: It's a long training.
1: <laughs> it's a long training, yes. <laughs> you might want you might have a planned session for an hour and a half. It turns into to be two hours yeah. because you're like drawing where everything yeah. needs to be. So a good whiteboard. Good understanding, you know, a little bit of a demonstration. Let's get to it. And you're like, no, you you didn't understand that. (laughs) So, yeah, I really love Japan. I had a great time. Um, Ireland, I was there for six years. The, The team that I coached that I set up over there, it was one of the best teams in the world. Now, a lot of them are playing in the Irish squad. Um, they're playing the sevens, and they, you know, text me every now and then, and I just love it. Like it's cool. Like they're they're awesome people, mm. also, awesome bunch of the people that I worked with. So yeah. Mm. And so, w- what languages can you speak? You must be able to speak a little None. bit. Some- None. None. Come stay. Like that's nothing. Right. Doja right. Bu- Nothing. <laughs> you, do you speak fluent today? Oh? No. 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 Terrible. How
0: how connected are you with your culture now? Like, have you done some work there? Or? Yeah.
1: So so. I'm doing uh, my masters in um, treaty partnerships and alignment, and doing building a rubric um, and basically, you know, doing some research around how to partner with Maori. So that's been really amazing. So I've learned. Are doing from... that at the moment? Yeah, I'm doing that with ag research. So. Should so I work for Ag Research now.
0: Your, da- your dad's very wrong. There's nothing I'm, stupid about you.
1: Oh, I'm not stupid, no, no. A little bit dyslexic. Believe me, <laughs> texting is not my yeah. thing. Do not yeah. text me, ring yeah. me. <laughs>
0: no, but I, I, th- I think that makes it even more um, inspiring because it's like, say, say most people that don't have dyslexia, say they're starting on a, a zero. If you've got dyslexia, it's like you're starting on a negative two. Oh, so negative, yeah. Or negative whatever. You've got to yeah. work that much harder.
1: Yeah, but you can, like, yeah, yeah. Like, just, look. You've you got to play to your your, your, your strengths, <laughs> and yep. and texting and writing is not my strength. Okay, so, yeah. so I'm pretty lucky that because I've identified that I've got dyslexia, um, part of the learning journey, I guess, I get a reader writer, so I will gather the information, um, get as much together as I can, and then me and the reader writer will sit down and then we'll basically compose it all together. And then you get an academic person to help you, and so so I, I have a lot of help, but man does it take a lot longer than a normal person mm. holy crap
0: yeah and and are you still high performance manager at Rugby Southland? no no no
1: no no stop
0: that oh, girl, you need to update your LinkedIn page yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I mean it's so that is a job that you've had so you, you've got these um you know you've had this uh, amazing varied career Including some sort of, like, office jobs, I guess, like that.
1: Yeah, office jobs, oof.
0: Mm. Yeah. Um, so now you're a commentator for Sky Sport and Māori TV.
1: Yeah, so I do uh, do FPC when we've got uh, – when they give you the work, I guess, because mm. you're, co- you're a contractor. And then for Fukata Māori, we do, like, Super 8s, which is all over the place. So that's schoolboy rugby. Yeah.
0: Cool. And, and your mental health, how's that now? Has it, ha- Have you noticed, like, a – Significant improvement since you.
1: started? No, <laughs> I, th- I think it's got worse. Like, I think I feel everything, right. and like, and I'm just like, I feel absolutely everything now. Like, you know, you know, um, and so I've had to work really hard and and pull all of those tools out to go. It's just, you know, you're just, you're just sober. <laughs> That's pretty much what I put it down to. You're just sober now, so it's like this is what the this is what the normal world looks like. Yeah. And for me, like, I found, like, I guess for me, I, I loved drinking because it was fun, like okay, a great time. The dopamine hits were amazing. The fogginess, not so much, right, mm. that coming down. And so now I'm just like, I feel as though that my life is, like, really sort of what I would call boring. <laughs>
0: like, but after the after the, um, chaos, <laughs> yeah. the chaos that you've had, is, is, <clears throat> is, is, is the boredom or the boring kind of nice?
1: The peacefulness is 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 different. Um, <laughs> like I'm I'm at peace with a lot of things, yeah. um, uh, but I do sometimes I'm just like ooh, <laughs> like you know I am like what can I do that's kind of a bit fun and and things just like edgy, that. Yeah, bit edgy, you I, know. I, I,
0: by the way, can I just say how refreshing it is and how much I love the way you speak about that because you, you get a lot of um, you reformed drinkers. And they'll be like, oh, you sleep so much better. My skin improved. My life's so much better, blah, blah, blah. It's no. nice hearing you say, no, I miss this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I you know, I do. I do, I miss the – you know, I, I we went – when we were at over in the States for four weeks coaching, um, you know, everyone goes out drinking. I was like, oh, I'm not going to go out because I'm, I'm boring. But I went out, <laughs> you know, I went out and had a good time and, you know, stuck on the soda waters and things like that. And I was just like, oh, yeah, this is all right. But in my head I was like oh, – fuck, this is boring. Like, this is – I am so boring right now. There's people jumping up on the, the tables. They look like they're having fun. I'm standing here watching the people jumping up on the tables, and I'm thinking, man, that looks fun.
0: <laughs> yeah, but the, the the media that I've sat down with for the last, what, what 80 minutes, um, that's a fun fucking person. Is it? Yeah. I, I could see – I could imagine you – do you just not have the desire to jump on tables like when you were – because I can imagine you jumping on a table.
1: I can't imagine. No, 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 no. Mm. not cyber.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, so what's the rest of your life um, going to look like? What's What's next? What's coming up? Are you much of a planner or goal setter, or are you yeah. see like what comes comes your way?
1: Um, I haven't really. I've sort of been a bit funny with the goal setting. I'm, normally, I'm like, I'm going to do this. So when I was coaching, I was like, I'm going to go to America. I'm going to go to Japan. And same with playing. I'm gonna play for the Kiwis. Do you know what I mean? I was, and I f- found that once I stopped really playing high performance, I was like, "Who am I? Who who am I? I've done all this sport all my life. I can't run anymore because I've got plates all through my ankles. Like you know, I'm just like, so who am I now? Who is Mitty Baker? Like, like, am I a coach? Am I somebody who works for egg research? Am I? A friend? Am I a family member? What the hell am I like? And it's it's taken me a long, probably the last couple of years to go. Actually, I am someone that's going to do. I'm going to do this because I really enjoy it. I'm passionate about rugby. Do I want to coach forever? Probably not. Do I want to be a part of rugby? Yeah, but I don't want to be kind of. I don't really want to spend twenty four seven in rugby. Mm. Um, do I want my family connection? Absolutely. Of course I do. Um, so, you know, but that's nephews, nieces, all those sorts of things are really important to me now. Yeah. Um, but my, my friends are really important. My friends' group are really important as well. And so I took a bit of time out from uh, probably January to now where I just kind of isolated myself a little bit to actually go, righto, what does Medi Baker want? And Medi Baker wants security when she's retired, I still want to have a little bit of fun, so I want to hang out with my friends, I want those, those social connections um and I want my family around me as much as possible as as that can happen. Yeah. So yeah. so that's what's more important to me now. Um not not going to America and, and coaching in PN7. So I had a great time, but it didn't really like it again, I kind of was like a bit flat. Like I was like I loved it, it was fun. I didn't love it, sorry. I did love it, but it was flat. Like, you know, I wasn't this, like, yay. <laughs> it was just weird. I feel like I'm a zombie. And so that's so where – just
0: it, nothing was sort of bringing you, like, the joy or the happiness yeah,
1: you thought it would? Yeah, maybe joy. Joy is the word. And so I've had to – this year I've had to really think about, you know, I want that lifetime partner. I want that person that's going to be that special person. But I'm also really fucking scared of it.
0: Mm. And are, you, are you in a relationship
1: at the moment? No, no. So – and – well, you got to move out of Bluff, for starters. Yeah, well, there you go. I'm moving <laughs> no. to Christchurch in two weeks, so that's the first thing, you know.
0: Turn on, uh, no. on grinder and Bluff. No. What are you going to find? <laughs> Do
1: you think I I, I, don't I don't know. know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, like, you know, um, and just sort of like, and I really did hit away. I I, I basically mm. took some time. I needed that time. It did take me longer than expected, Um and you know, I had a massive relationship breakup in January, and and how long, I, how long
0: were you in a relationship? Three
1: years, yeah. so not not yeah. not relatively long, you know. Like, well, no, it is though. It's it, it's, it's it's enough. For, it's an, it's enough for me, believe me. <laughs> <laughs> so and and so, I just sort of said, no. I need to. I need to actually sit down and actually be alone. Be okay with being alone. Um and then you know, did I dating other? I dated another person after that. They were really lovely. It just, it just didn't work out. Like, mm. and it's just one of those things. It's not, it's not like it wasn't a breakup like the the explosive breakup that people think. You know, it's just, yeah, it's, just re-
0: relationships usually fizzle out, eh? They run their course.
1: Yeah, they run the course, yeah. and I just think I'm one of those people that are shit scared of relationships as well, like shit scared of being. So the last. You think about it from um, the age of, was it 31 or something like that? I don't, I don't know. I've been bouncing across the world for the last 10 mm. to 12 years. No, I feel caged in. Like <laughs> like like in a relationship, I feel so caged yeah. in and, and I feel as though that I'm going to explode. Like I have to do the right thing. I have to be the good partner and I have to do this and I have to act like a good partner. But really what I want to do is want to come in, have a good time, and then kind of go off and do my moody stuff somewhere yeah. else. <laughs> like, like, you know, and then still do a bit of rugby and still a bit of this, and then, and then I don't have to deal with that shit. Is, is, is this the ADHD, do you think? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It is.
0: Are you on, are you on um, like, Ritalin or or No, like, we're, like... we're
1: going through the process of what, what's going oh, on. So you're gonna... not on any meds no, yet? No, but... I've never been on meds, and yeah. I, don't, I honestly was like, you hey, look, I was sitting there going, "I am not ADHD," because someone was like, "I think, I think, you think it might be ADHD." I'm "I'm not fucking ADHD. Just stop saying that to me. That is such that's so disrespectful. You know, how dare you call me ADHD?" <laughs> and then I was like, "Actually, <laughs> might have a point there. Yeah, you might have. Yeah. You're a divergent at least. Can we yeah. just go from? haven't we just go sprinkles? Yeah, sprinkles, sprinkles of crazy.
0: Well, it's um, it's exciting where you're at." And it's exciting that you're doing you're doing the work, and uh, you know that you've got more work to do. I think I think it's cool. Like, like every day is a chance to reinvent eh? or improve.
1: Yeah, or tweak. yeah, tweaking. <laughs> you always kind of you know you talk about people who they're like, oh, I want to heal. I actually in my, in my head, I actually don't think that you can heal. I think you can just gain tools to actually mitigate situations. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, what would your what would your message be to any any like young person, I, I don't know, like puberty age, teens, early, even early to late twenties, I guess, mouldy or otherwise, um, that's where you were, like, like just angry, maybe drinking a bit much, yeah, mad at the world, yep. yeah. What would you, what would your message be to them? Because it took it, it took you a long time and a lot of work to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm definitely a better person now, and I, I, um, yeah, I'm definitely a better person. Uh, message. It's more like. You're not alone. Um, there's people out there that it's, it's going through exactly what you're going through. Um, and your mind – and I guess the funny thing is you go back to what I said to Ruby, I guess, when she was 18, that your mind plays tricks on you. Like, the, mm. there, it, your mind is there to deceive you. Same thing as, like, you can relate it back to it being an athlete. Your mind is going to tell you you can't do it, but your will will, do, will get you through. Mm. And so I've had to really I, – and I guess – the message would be is, like, don't listen to your fucking head. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it is lying to you. (laughs) But just just check in.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I really like that. I think that's really cool. And, um, yeah, hopefully um, someone that needs to hear this will hear it or someone that knows someone that needs to hear this will pass it on to them. Um, But, yeah, ultimately I think you have to reach that point on your own a lot of the time, don't you, like you did.
1: Yeah, I, I do wish that when I was younger, someone pulled me aside. Someone did actually say something to me when I was really younger, um, and it was actually uh, Tessa's ex-boyfriend. He came up to me and he was just like, do you know you're a really good rugby player and rugby league player? I said, no, nah, I'm just, you know, cruising because I, I turned up drunk. <laughs> and i just like, you know, just caught a couple of tries, turning up, you know, half car. And I was like, no, nah, I'm not actually good. He goes, no, you, you you could go a long way in this sport. You could, you could make the Kiwi ferns. And then... You know, I tapped Tessa on the shoulder, this is when I didn't even know her and I was like, Can I come training can I you know, you're the one with the biggest muscles on the team. <laughs> can I come and train with you? And she's like, Yep. Yeah. And so I, I tuned up after that. And I, in the end I did I did make those teams, but you know, it wasn't the, it's funny, the that's
0: very similar to the Ruby story about you. Yeah. Like you planting the seed in Ruby Toy.
1: Yeah. So so someone so I just Someone will. Some will be that catalyst of change somewhere mm. along the line. I just wish someone had done it a little bit earlier for me. So like they and they called me out on my shit. I wish someone had actually called me out.
0: Yeah, why? Why did you get a free pass for so long?
1: I'm funny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Because I don't think I like. Like even though I was getting kicked out of teams left, right, and centre, they would bring me back into the team. So like. You know, and I just behave a little bit better. You know, just turn up a little bit earlier. Or
0: so you didn't know right from wrong, and you could help yourself.
1: Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: It's... I, this has been a really enjoyable podcast. I wasn't sure what I was going to get with you. Like I had, had some did a bit of research, had some notes, but um,
1: shit, this has been great. This has been fun. Has it been fun for you? Yeah, it's been great. I've now that I can um, go off and do my own podcast. Yeah,
0: yeah, cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you are just using me
1: for my um, <laughs> intellectual property. I hope you can cut some of this. Are you going to cut some of this? Uh, um,
0: only I, – I extend an invite to all the guests that if there's anything they want, it cut out. Like if you – if you go to sleep tonight and you wake up at four in the morning and think, "Oh fuck, I shouldn't have said that." No, then, like,
1: you know, look, I'll,
0: I'll cut it out. But otherwise, no. no. Th- you
1: yeah, look, I'm I'm pretty much sure that most people that know me that will listen to this will will know the story anyway yeah. and know all of the antics that I got up to in the in the first place and and things like that. So, like you know, it is what it is. Yeah,
0: I'm, no, not, so, I'm not ashamed. So, uh, <laughs> and, and nor should you be. Nor should you be. Yeah, I do. Oh, Mitty Baker, I'm, I'm so pleased um, that when you slid into my DMs, <laughs> inviting yourself on my podcast. I'm I, I said shit yes I'm pleased it's been a lot of fun
1: yeah it's been great thanks for having me yeah
0: you're awesome and thanks for sharing your
1: story don't don't cry too much my dog.
0: Maddie Baker on the Dom Harvey podcast how good what do you think love your feedback always um, good or bad Whatever it happens to be, you can reach me on email, domharvienz at gmail.com or nz on Instagram. I mean that. I love your feedback. Doesn't have to be good. Doesn't have to be a compliment. Don't need you to piss in my pocket. I just want the show to get bigger and better. Oh, by the way, you can actually help me do that. If you don't do so already, please, please, please subscribe to the podcast and rate it or give it a review if you like. That's it. It helps the podcast grow and it also means you'll never miss an episode. Just before we leave, a quick thanks again to the sponsors of this episode, Generate and Radix, a couple of epic Kiwi-owned and operated companies doing great things in their respective fields. Radix is the baby of a previous podcast guest, Mike Ruddling. He started the company with the very earnest goal of making you and I live longer and more quality lives by improving our diets. His episode, by the way, well worth checking out. You'll need to scroll back a bit for it, but it's Mike Ruddling. Mike Ruddling. um, the products that they're making from their factory in Hamilton, high-performance athletes have been using them for years. Now, regular folks like you and I can improve our own lives by using Radix products. Protein powder, incredible. And the freeze-dried just-add-water meals, impossibly good. Check them out. Radixnutrition.co.nz. Radix, spelled R-A-D-I-X. Also, thanks to the Generate Kiwi Saver scheme. A lot of us fall asleep at the wheel when it comes to our retirement savings. You should make 2024 the year that you take control when it comes to your KiwiSaver. Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of chart-topping long-term performance. I recently moved my KiwiSaver account to Generate after meeting with one of their advisors. The meeting was helpful, and I learned a lot of stuff about KiwiSaver that I'd never really considered before. But the bottom line is this. If I had done this sooner, my KiwiSaver savings would probably be worth more than what they are now. Which is not really what, what you want to hear, is it? But still, better late than never. If you want to make sure you're making the most of your Kiwisaver account, chat to an advisor now. Head to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash get advice. A copy of their product disclosure statement can be found there too. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited, and of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. That website again, generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash get advice. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Thanks for all your support. And in particular, I know you're going to do this. (laughs) Thank you for supporting the brands that support the podcast. All right. Love you guys. Hope to see you next week.